Welcome to VC for Stupid Idiots. We are your idiots, Marianne, Michelle, and Francesco from NomadicMinds.Capital. Here, we interview the best investors on the planet to learn their secrets and tell them a lot of bad jokes. Then, we use their knowledge to invest in emerging market startups. Because this is the most effective way to lift people out of poverty and make outstanding returns. If you want to see what we are investing in this week, please join us at nomadicminds.capital. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode of VCs for Stupid Idiots, where we are the stupid idiots. And today we have a very special guest of us, Michael Zimmerman, who's going to tell us a bit about his investments and what he's doing. Michael, welcome to our podcast. We are very, very excited to have you here today. And may I start off with asking you to tell us a bit more about yourself, please? Sure. Yeah, I'm originally from the San Francisco Bay Area, relocated to Australia about 25 years ago and have been working in or investing in startups for the last 20 years, either here or back in the U.S. Fantastic. So uh, would you mind sharing a bit about what you are currently investing in? Sure. Well, um, just give you a little background on our fund, Main Sequence. Uh, Main Sequence is a deep tech fund. We are backed by the National Science Agency down in Australia, which is one of the world's leading research uh, institutions. And the idea behind our fund or the thesis is that we can turn great research that's being done in the labs and universities in Australia into world-class companies focused Mm -hmm. on solving big problems for the world. So we manage just over $500 million Australian, uh, which is about 300 and say or close to 400 million US. And we're very early stage investors and work closely with these cutting edge uh, founders to help build global companies. I've got, I've got a question though, but you know, this is called VC for stupid idiots. So with the idiots, you can okay. ask that really stupid question. So when you do, you do a seed and you do deep tech, so you meet people that come to you and say, I've got this amazing idea, never one. No one, nobody ever think of, and it's like, I don't know, mm. flying wheelchair or a, a cure for cancer in a specific and really technical way. Mm. How do you manage to basically know so much stuff around basically about everything? <laughs> Make sure yeah. that guys are actually, are actually right. Not because they want to fool you, but simply because maybe they don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm... You can be thankful that I'm an idiot as well, a stupid idiot as well. Uh, fortunately, I work with some smart partners and um, we all specialize in different areas, uh, in different investment themes or ch- challenges, we call them. And so we know those challenges pretty well. Like I work in the ag and food area, as well as in industrial productivity. Uh, one of my partners works in the space area, I have others that work in decarbonization or healthcare. And so when a really out there health idea comes in, I don't tackle it. I give it to my partner and he's got a little bit of experience there. And so you can get a bit of depth if you're narrowly focused in an area. Yeah. But uh, hey, the crazier the idea, the better. (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, what would you say is the most common mistake that you see founders making with their 
like the ideas or the entrepreneurs making with their mm. business pitch decks, what would you say is the most common mistake that people make? Uh, not big enough in terms of ambition, yeah. particularly for technical founders who are, you know, a lot of times these are engineers who are very grounded in truth or scientists. And so they tend to talk about what's, you know, I guess very probable rather than what's possible. We want to live in the world of what's possible if everything goes exactly. well, what's possible. And so we tend to give people feedback, hey, go away and think about how this could be bigger. So on that note, if you if you like had a, a big billboard in front of you and you had to give one piece of advice or one sentence of advice to founders or entrepreneurs, what would that piece of advice be coming from you? I think uh, think bigger or play bigger, I guess, as the, as the book says, yeah, play so bigger, but particular for, for technical founders, I think that mm -hmm. is... That's the that's the watchword. There are other things I'd say to general to founders. I know if you're if you're operating in a new market, it's really important to be a learning kind of a, having learning orientation. There's some people who come pitch us who are knowers. They think they know everything. Uh, and then <laughs> if you're working in tech and emerging space, very hard to know everything. But we really anchor around people who are learners. It doesn't mean they're not, you know, very committed or don't have a point of view, but their whole orientation is, I want to get into this market, learn as much of I, as I can, and then grow a business in it. So, like, I mean, I'm not as experienced, I'm not nearly as experienced on the half of you, but the what we realized in the last two years of investment, like there's a direct correlation of the success that the founder will have in one year or two, and how much they think they know. If they know everything you show, they're not going to go anywhere. If they like, if you ask them some question, they reply, look, just, I don't know. Like, I'll, we, can, we can figure this out. I don't know right now, but I might know in a month or two. Like, if they hunt for like this, we have seen that basically they go what it takes to, to become uh, to become successful. Uh, yeah, so Mike, just another question. How often does it happen that you back a person you back a team and now this person basically developed something that wasn't nearly as innovative uh, as we think, as you think it was when you invested in. So in other words, the, the investment is not going well and people are kind of the trajectory is a bit lower than we we hoped. Yes, but more on the technology side, more than on the commercial side. So like I'll give you a million to create this breakdown technology. Then apparently after one year, you haven't achieved what you said on the technology part, not on the commercialization. <laughs> and what's the question? How often does it happen? Well, um, not all, yeah, not all the companies are successful for sure. I think the key thing there is again, if you're a knower, then it's pretty hard when you run into issues because everything you knew actually didn't turn out right. If you're a learner, then there's an opportunity to pivot the business. I think as an investor, my approach is to be really upfront with the founders when things aren't going well. So they're not surprised if it comes time to raise more money and, hey, we're not in. So we try and be explicit with people. We actually set some milestones upfront before we invest. And we say, this is what we're expecting out of you for us to you know, step up in the next round and also what we think the company will need to achieve to get a step change in value, which would be good for everyone. And so just being transparent when things aren't going well. Why do players never feel hot when they're playing in a stadium? Mm, don't know. Why is that? Because there's a lot of fans. Going back on <laughs> what about 
Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna get worse. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our jokes are really bad. Have you had your coffee, your morning coffee yet? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of tree can hold your hand? What kind of tree can hold my hand? Mm. A palm tree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, we, Michael, we, we can clearly see you give up. You're like, <laughs> do whatever you want, guys. Uh, can you tell us if, like, among all your successes, could you like specifically say that you have a, like a specific founder trade or skill connecting these successes of yours? And what would you say that is? Yeah, I think I'd be repeating myself. I I, I really anchor on this this uh, learner mindset. Yeah. And I have an example where one of our companies, Regrow, that was started by a Ukrainian superwoman by the name of uh, Anastasia Vokova. And Anastasia, she's an aeronautical engineer, fascinated with satellites and um, wanted to put satellite data to good use. So she started a business helping farmers improve you know, productivity and yield with, with satellite data. And then she realized that it's a 10 or 100 times bigger market to actually go down the supply chain and work with food companies to help them sustainably source uh, products like crops. And so now she sells, uh, and their company, which is called Regrow, sells data analytics and reporting services to big food companies to help them verify that their farmers are growing sustainable agriculture. So that's a person who kind of went in with one idea and then was learning about the market opportunity on another end of the value chain and had went that direction. Yes. Yeah, so, so to entrepreneurs, it's really important that they, when they come in with an, an idea, they should be they they should be passionate enough to learn more about what they are doing and mm. experience more and uh, just be have a broader thinking, it's, passionate way of yeah. doing. And not just be focused I, on exactly one thing. I, well, I think it, it, of course, depends on the space. But in the deep tech space, where you're really yeah. working on an emerging market, it's you got to walk a line where you have conviction about what you're doing. You obviously don't want to be clueless. You want to have conviction yes, about what exactly. you're doing. But you also want to show, for example, Francesco, when you're saying, I don't like someone coming in and saying, I don't know. But they come back the next time you meet and they've figured it out you know, or they've gotten some more data. And so I think it's it's being driven, having conviction, but also having humility to know you don't know everything and then a desire to answer questions, be curious. So one, one last two questions on my side. Tomorrow I introduce you a founder, okay? And the day after you called me up and say, Francesco, this was absolutely disgusting. This was the worst founder I met this month. <laughs> what does this guy possibly say to you? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's probably around just not, not listening. So I guess there's a recurring theme here is just not being self-aware and, you know, talking over people. Uh, maybe they come with a team and they talk over everyone else who's on the team. And I guess just not responding to questions. So just life's too short to work with people like that. And I don't think they actually can be successful in some of these areas, so. The last question for me, then 10 minutes over, and then maybe Michelle can do the fire fighting part. Oh, so to all the wannabe angels, the wannabe investors, they, they can, mm. they wanna get the best out of mine. And Mike said that. Yeah. One thing is 
self-aware. The main thing is the ability to learn over time and people eventually business. Okay. What question would you ask to a founder to kind of understand and grasp if he's self-aware and if he's a learner more than a, a know-it-all guy? Yeah, I think it's it, it's probably asking them about barriers they'll run into. And so what happens if X happens or what happens if you run, what happens if this market's not an opportunity? What else are you going to do? And probably listening to, to the response there. Um, another good one about self-awareness is who are the key people you need to bring on your team to help you help ensure your success? Because that gives you an indication of uh, self-awareness around their capabilities and what resources they need to really be a world-class company. Mm -hmm. So final advice to founders and final advice. So final advice to founders, guys, understand that you don't need to know it all. You just need to be self-aware. And that's the most important thing. And I completely agree. And then the second thing is investors trying to get if a founder is a is someone that is willing to learn and basically know stuff, especially in India. <laughs> Because who knows, to be honest. Uh, so <laughs> I, 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 right now, when I do, when I do, yeah, when I do, when I do deep tech, when I do deep tech deals, I always think, fuck, I, I can I say fuck? No, I guess not. <laughs> uh, I quit school at 16 and I thought, why? Like, what am I supposed to do here? And the reality is that no one knows. Mm -hmm. Just try out and see your best. That's the thing. But anyway, Mike, it was great. Michelle, do you want to go for the five set chat yeah? Yes. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you three super fast questions and I would Oof. like you to reply in one sentence or with using just one word. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So question number one, is there any country that you can expect massive growth from emerging markets type of country? I'm a bit, it's hard to classify Australia as an emerging market, but I'm a big fan of Australia. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff happening down here right now. So. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And what would you say is the hottest industry right now? Uh, food tech or new food is mm -hmm. huge right now because it's really the convergence of a couple of hot sectors, synthetic biology, and also it's riding the climate tech wave as yeah. well. Yes, exactly. I do agree there with you. I've seen a lot coming up here. And uh, what advice would you give to un other angels to be as successful as you are? Uh, back great teams and big markets. Fantastic piece of advice there. Thank you very much, Michael, for yeah, sharing okay. with us. That's really great. And thank you for all, all the best. Yeah, thank you for our listeners, all three of you, to, to be there. And yeah, best of luck. Thank you, Monica. <laughs>